0: We sing songs like this that he's the light of the darkness, he's the way maker, he's promise keeper, he is he's all of these things. But God God reminded me, he took me back to when he was introduced to Moses. And you know, he didn't go through a whole string of names. He introduced himself as the I Am. And Moses led forward with just that. So when we're singing songs like this, some some of us can rejoice in the fact that he is a way maker. Why? Because we've needed a way made. We, we can sing that he's the light in the darkness because some of us have been in the dark. Amen. And God has showed himself. But this is what God was telling me. This is what the Spirit was stirring up in me. Don't worship me for just who I've been. Praise me for who I can be. See, it's, it's easy I've said it a million times, it's easy to thank God and to worship God for what he's done in your life. You agree with that? Sometimes we're arrogant and we think that we were owed that so we don't give him, but maybe a, well, thank you, Jesus. He's owed more than that. But it's easier for us to do that in the times that we can see that he's done it. But God is wanting his church, God's taking us back to the day of Moses. He's wanting to give us one word, I am. Now he wants you to walk in that faith of him being. See, if we, um, church, listen to me, this is, here's a key to the kingdom. I'm just telling you, here's a key to the kingdom. If we can walk in the faith of God being, I am, God will end up being whatever it is that you need. But if you cannot see him as that, it will be hard for you to retain that or pull that closer or to reach up and grab a hold of that. I'm not a blab it and grab it preacher preacher. But I'm just telling you, God's got things in his hands. He's just waiting on you to pick out. He's trying to give us the keys to the kingdom. And, and the church is refusing. Because we have gotten laid back into the thing. Because I can... And, and listen, please please take this. Um, I'm, I'm helping. I'm, I'm trying to help. I'm not... I'm definitely... I don't want to... See, God, every time you do this to me... It, I can listen to some certain songs, and I can hear you increase in certain areas. And it's funny, because I can hear your voice, and I can go, yep, they're praising you because they've been there. They're praising you. And that's when God began to stir me. And he said, please, please, here's the key. Praise me for what I can be, not just for who I was. Church, i t- God is wanting to stir our faith again. We can't, darn, we can't keep, we can't keep living off of the twelve stones that were pulled out of the Jordan. We have to get 12 more stones somewhere we are to build up on. If we I'm, guys, please hear my heart. Look, I'm just sharing with you what's in me. I want God to be so much more in my life, in me. And, and I'm not talking about any of the worldly games. I'm not talking about any of that. I want God to reach out and grab my hand walking down the hallway at 5 o'clock in the morning on the way to church. I want God to be something different in my life today than He was yesterday. I want to experience dimensions in God that I've not read about, that I not know about, that nobody else has experienced. I want to experience those dimensions. But until I am willing... To ride on the faith of what he can be. God's trying to call a church. He's trying to call a church. Man, we we talked about it Wednesday. Is Is your desire for God greater than your need for God? Everybody needs God, but not everybody desires him. Father, this morning I'm just thankful. God, I'm, (laughs) oh, help me this morning. God, I'm grateful for who you've been. I really am. God, I desire so much more. God, I know that that your desire for your people is for them to desire you you as much as you want them to desire you. So God, I'm asking this morning that you would would peel back layers in her mind. (laughs) Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Church, he's saying, Repent. Oh, you you want to visit God in different areas? Repent. See, you have to change your thinking. So God, this morning, allow your spirit just to move so free. God, stir the hearts of your people again. God, call those things alive that have been laying dead and dormant in our life. God, open our eyes, Father, that have been blinded. Father, whether it's been by by church or whether it's been by culture, whether it's been by whatever it's been by that has caused us to become blind, Father, open our eyes again that we might see that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So, Father, have your way as we continue in our our worship and our thoughts and our meditations. Father, continue to convict and structure your people. Ready us for warfare. Clothe us with your joy. And Father, everything that we do, we give you all the praise and the glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's enough to ride home on for the rest of the day. So don't sit down and get comfortable. We're closing church. I'm joking. This is why I tell you when when we go into worship and stuff, listen, it, it's not about having 1,500 people on the stage. Okay, that's great and all. Okay, fantastic. And, and I'm not downing any of that. I, look, I, I want that too. But it, it's not about the performance, Michelle. It's not about the por- performance. It's about, it's about the, the, the opening up of a visitation in God in your life in a new way during worship. See, that, that is a, that, that's a, that's a form of intimacy. That we open up and give God who we are so that God opens up and gives us who he is. And there's intimacy that takes place. Man, it's the best thing in the world. When God will speak to you during worship, I love it when he talks during worship. See, y'all think I got to be singing. I ain't got to be singing. I can stand here and keep my mouth shut, my head down, and I can just be quiet for a minute. I love to hear God talk. See, too many times, well, we're interested in hearing ourselves talk. All right, here's your message, Destroyed Within, that's the title, at least for the next, including today for the next three Sundays, Um, I've already took care of Tommy so I don't have to stress about titles, so it's going to be Destroyed Within, part one, two, and three, (laughs) makes it easier for all of us. And Tommy, I did labor over that title. I'm still not sure. But I did labor over it. So if you've got your Bibles, let's go ahead. I want to do. How are we going to do this? I know where I want to start. Let's do Luke. Go ahead and do Luke 12. 1 through 3. And this is from the New King James. And then we'll go to Matthew 16 and then we'll go to Mark 8. Luke 12, 1 through 3. In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people, I wish they would have put a different word there, it's a tongue twister. But that means a lot. There's a lot to be said in this this innumerable, and we'll discuss that a little bit, of people had to gather together so that they trampled one another. He began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed nor hidden that will be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And whatever you have spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Go to Matthew 6. Matt. Matt. Matthew. Matthew. Matt. You're on it. Matthew. Matt. Matt. Matthew, I told you Matthew 6, did I? Or did I tell you Matthew 16, Tommy? Matthew 16, we've already done, okay, yeah, Matthew 16, sorry, and I'm going to just do Matthew 16, 6, I'm I'm just trying to get a couple of these scriptures in here so that you know that I'm not telling you something, I'm reading you something. Um, Then Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now go to Mark 8. Then he charged them saying... Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. I just want y'all to know that I'm getting this context of the leaven from the Bible. I didn't just decide to throw a couple in there. This is Jesus talking. So if Jesus has said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and Herod, There must be a point. So we're going to dig into this and look at it a little bit further. So in Luke, we find that, I want to hit this first, because I think a lot of times as we have read about Jesus going here and there and teaching and preaching and ministering, That he was basically doing it to to small groups, if you will. This word innumerable actually is said to be in the upwards of 50 to 60,000 people. So this, Jesus pulled people whether it was due to what he offered people or what he said to people or what people received from him. Jesus drew people. He knew how to draw a crowd. This thing thing that he has done, you understand sometimes how the flow of a, of a, of a group would, would go with him as, as him and his 12 would start to wander the streets and they, they would be on their way and, and Jesus would be talking or healing and speaking to people. It would be as the crowd would start to gather. So it would almost be as Jesus was in the center. There was a crowd before both sides and behind. And they were always pushing to get to the center. Um, we're going we're gonna to learn some stuff about that too. But I, I might, we might hold that off. I might get into a little bit deeper digging on Wednesday with that. But here Jesus is without megaphone, without a PA system, without YouTube, Facebook, speakers, amplifiers, all the expense that it took to run it. Here Jesus is talking. And there are fifty to 60,000 people. How many of you know, and I've got a big mouth, so I need to go to somebody else. We'll, we'll, we'll say Mike because Mike is a soft talker. Charlie can't talk soft. So, but Mike can. Mike talks soft when he's just talking to you. So how many of you think that 50 or 60,000 could hear Mike's voice without any amplification? Do you think all 50 or 60,000 of them would hear you, Mike? You probably couldn't get to the back row, could you? Don't worry about it. They weren't there for what you said. They were only there for what you can give. Wait, don't I'll give it away. I'll give it away. But we're talking about Jesus standing and Jesus speaking. The next thing that jumped out in this scripture to me was the fact that Jesus was talking. He turned to his disciples. And that's what he said. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. He wasn't telling it to them. He was telling it to his people, his 12 people, his core group, his disciples. So I said, okay, God, let's talk to the church. So that's where we are this morning. God is telling the church, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Everybody know what leaven is? I'm assuming, but I shouldn't assume. It is a yeast. And if you do any kind of cooking, not as much as I do because I labor over. I labored yesterday. I got everybody chicken, did I not, Matt? I, I labored over chicken and green beans and coleslaw and macaroni and cheese. I labored. Biscuits. I labored. I had to get in my truck, Miss Pat, and drive all the way up the road to KFC <laughs> and come back. B.J., don't look. It's crazy out there when you got to drive by all them crazy people. It's hard work. B.J. just shaking her head at me. She knew I would have lost my mind. You knew that a long time ago. (laughs) But yeast, yeast, leaven, just a little bit of leaven in a big dough pile will spread throughout the dough. And if you're not careful, You're going to have more problems than what you anticipated. Y'all know that makes it rise, right? And it just keeps going, kind of like Lisa's gravy when she first got. See, I can, man, I got stories. David, she made gravy for, what, three hours? And she could have fed 1,200 soldiers. She just kept on, and the gravy kept growing and growing. Oh, I love her. But it kept growing, and, and she had to pour it out. She poured out more than she fed to the man. But this, if we aren't careful, if we put more, we shouldn't be allowing any. But because he said, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees, that means to tell me that there is some there That can help me grow. But I have to be cautious there. Thank you Holy Spirit. I've got to be careful with what I am being fed. And what is being mixed in my life. Even though it may be wrong. It can cause me to grow. Because the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance. And go well that doesn't seem right. Now I go back to God's word. I grow deeper in God. Because I start searching the word. So that my spirit now agrees with his spirit. So we have to be careful with He's not telling you that you're going to be able to do without it because it's here. Just like the tribulation. He said, Look, in this life, you will have tribulation. But then he went on to say, Fear not, for I've overcome the world. So don't be stressing. Don't worry. But he's saying, Be careful with the leaven of the Pharisees. How does the leaven of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and Herod affect our lives? when trying to get closer or remain closer in this case see i'm I'm trying to get you to remain close to god and the only way that you're going to be able to remain close to god is hearing god's voice and being aware of the leaven because see the pharisees what what is the leaven of pharisees It's the religious hypocrisy. Oh, here, now we're going, Michelle. We just kicked off the diesel. The leaven of the Pharisees is the religious hypocrisy. And if you aren't careful, that leaven of the Pharisee will actually begin to go in and infiltrate your life. And the next thing you know, because how many of you know that the Pharisees knew how to make it look good? (laughs) They knew what they was doing. I was in church one time, and, and God hit me with this thing of a Pharisaical spirit, and I wasn't really sure what exactly all of it meant. Because within the same deal, I was dealing with and fighting another spirit that the church has named Jezebel. And and I'm watching that spirit, and then Jesus allowed me to see something different and said, there's a Pharisaical spirit also. But the problem with the Pharisaical spirit is they do not want you to grow above them. They have to be smarter than you, and, and they, will, they will dumb you down in the presence of everybody else to make themselves look better. And if you're not careful, you can, you can actually, you, you could actually uh, misinterpret those spirits, and you could be praying and fighting one spirit when it's another spirit, and you have to be careful with that. Because how many of you know you don't want to go over there and fight that army if that army is for you? And not against you. You just, you better be careful who you're fighting. But what takes place with this is that the Pharisees, and, and, and we're talking about church now, okay, we're, we're talking about church leaders. This pharisaical spirit, this, this Pharisee leaven that they are portraying, they're, they're basically wanting you to know. This is why, guys, I've cautioned you a thousand times, if not a million I've cautioned you on the, on the things that you hear and you'll allow yourself to hear because you have to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And it took, it took COVID and COVID actually exposed a lot of the leaven that we're talking about because there were a lot of preachers, teachers, churches, whatever else, what, you name it, dealing with the religious, dealing with the church. There were a lot of people that was saying one thing prior to COVID. Oh, they were preaching you good. They were preaching you up the street, down the street, blab it and grab it and shake it and whatever. They they were preaching and then COVID hit. And the next thing you know, you look at them. Well, they didn't run. Come on, listen. I'm. I'm, I'm... The the Pharisee leaven will expose itself as to be doing what appears to be right, but the problem is there's an issue, and the issue is where this starts. Where does the leaven start? Glad you asked. Let's go to Jeremiah 17.9. This is the the origin of hypocrisy. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Go ahead and go to the next one too. Let's go to Mark 7. I'm I'm, going to push through some of these. For, For from within... Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts. Now watch. What this is? What this is a Pharisee leaven. You see one thing here. Check this out. Proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy. Pride, foolishness. I mean, Jesus didn't, he went ahead and didn't give you no room for error. He wanted you to know everything to look for. Now, I'm asking you, as, as, as the disciples that are close to Jesus, that can hear what he's saying, because that's who he turned to, see, he, he's wanting to grow you. He's the shepherd and the sheep of Noah's voice. Well, you can't know his voice if you can't hear him. You can't hear him if you're not close. But if you look out into the world today, man, I read something, and I'm going to go ahead and put it on blast because I'm at the point I'm tired of the church, man, being destroyed because of some of this. I'm going to get in trouble. Juanita Bynum. Everybody went, oh Lord, Rocky, don't go after." No, I'm coming. She has been called out, thankfully, by some Christian people that are true disciples, not just walking and saying I'm a Christian because they think they know God. They know of him, they just don't know him. But she's been called out. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this. Because listen, God is not interested in destroying you or taking you down. But I can promise you this. If you're spending time with God, and you do something out of the sorts, God will do everything that he possibly can do to convict you so that you change your mind and change your heart. And he will do that in private. And during that time, he will cover you in his grace so that Big Mouth, Mr. Who and Who, and Miss Knows It All, they don't go out running their mouth to destroy you. He will protect you and keep you undercover for that period as long as he's working on you. And when you receive that correction and you straighten it up and move forward, all is well. And guess who all knows? You and Daddy. See, y'all don't like that. Y'all got to have ammunition on somebody just in case they say something bad about you. She's charging $1,499 for a prayer, not a meeting, a prayer teaching that lasts for a month. Michelle, I'm sorry, but the last time I checked, he paid it all. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get aided. Because I'm telling you, listen, you, you can't, you don't put God on profit. Now, I don't, I don't, Listen. If there's a conference, there's expenses, and I get it, you need to pay the bill and pay whoever you're renting stadiums from, and that kind of I get it. I'm okay, fine. I can almost rent the Civic center for 1499. Oh, that was after a discount of 1999. and she's been called out. Listen, this Don't tell me that's not wickedness. I would imagine there's probably some covetousness that's tied to that. There's definitely some deceit. A lot of pride because she said, "I'm not going to disgrace myself by discussing it because of the time that I've spent." What do you don't you the Pharisee, you're looking to get your reward on earth. Oh, we're getting ready to see it. Scripture tells you. These, they go out, they do it on the street so that men will see them and call them rabbi. Looking for their reward. And the Bible says they've already gotten their reward. And we've got churches. Churches. That are doing this non-stop. I'm not against big churches. I'm not against big budgets in churches. I'm not against any of that. So don't hate mail me. What I am against is that you deceive people. That you lie to people. That you put yourself on the forefront of Christ. Let me tell you something. The day I need you to teach me how to pray. Boy well, gets quiet when you jump. But don't, you don't need nobody to teach you how to pray, no. Go pray, little no Ain't nobody gotta teach you. See, that's the whole problem. We we think there's a formula even to the prayer. And Bartimaeus just said. Son of David, have mercy, and that was it. And old boy got his sight back, and we doing a month long prayer session, and still ain't got a raise at the job. How is this hurting the church? Let me, let me tell you what it's doing to the church. It has taken what little bit of authority that it operated in at one time and breaking it down to where it operates with no authority now. Why? Because the world can sit in their own living room and see exactly what the church is doing And they're going, well, they're doing the same thing that little Joe's pool hall is doing. There ain't no difference from the club that I was with last night than what the church is doing today. So why do I need to go to the church? After all, they're just going to ask for money. Church, hear me. Jesus said, I didn't say, Jesus said this, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. That's all you're being fed. If you're not careful, you're gonna load, you will load your heart up with so much word that is contrary to his word because you're basing it off of somebody that's got a 50,000 member church. Well, they got to be doing something right. They are. They're tending to your emotion. There's going to come a day, Michelle, that people will look for what tickles their ears. And Jesus is saying, be be careful. That's all part of this leaven of the Pharisees. Because people are watching that. People are looking at that. People are being associated with People are becoming in partnership with. See, we talk about don't be unequally yoked. Man, I used to hear that. It used to be black and white. Man, it used to make me so mad. Don't be unequally what? Shut up. If so many of us are running around unequally yoked. We ain't got no clue. We ain't got enough common sense that God give a duck. At least he knows when to get out the water. But I'm just, this leaven that we're tending with. I, I know, I know. Well, I only listened. I, I didn't hear all of it. I just took a portion of what they said. Just. I mean, I'm not. I'm not abiding by the whole sermon. I'm just taking this little. Nut, listen. That little nugget of truth has been infested by the rest of it. Because in most cases it's been manipulated, pulled out of context in order to get gain. I'm try, I'm, I just want to help the disciples. Those of you that are close to Jesus, I want you to stay close. And we have to beware of what's out there. Everything that Jesus is talking about is coming against you. Its intention is to disrupt you and tear you down. But leaven's good, is it? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. What's some of the expression of the hypocrisy? There's insincere, insincere motives, Matthew 6. Therefore, when you... Do a charitable deed. Do not sound a trumpet. Here we go with these Pharisees. Don't sound a trumpet. Don't go out and tell everybody that you give the man that was standing on the corner five. who cares what you give the man on? You probably should have given him $500 because you're sitting on 3000 in your wallet, but you don't want to give up no more. But you want to brag about giving the $5 that you give giving because that was the smallest bill that you had in your wallet. They don't like me. Don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. These are the insincere motives. Don't go about doing a good deed because you're wanting to be recognized for the good deed because you're wanting a promotion from the good deed so that you can be moved to the front of the line on your good deed. Why don't you do a good deed? Keep your mouth closed. Go to the house. And pray that whatever the deed was that you done, that God would multiply. Because, God, I didn't have but $5, and that's all i give them. And I pray that you multiply that unto them. No, no, you're going to give me $5 and go home. you can worry about the bills. Now I ain't got enough money to even get gas. I can't even go to church. And you go stay home because you're scared you can't go to church. But you didn't know there was somebody there waiting on you. They were going to give you $100. That was going to take care of all week. Come on, church. Come on. Would y'all come have church with me this morning? This is what's going on. See, a lot of churches aren't telling the community of what they're doing to benefit the community, they're looking to benefit themselves. Pastor needs a new pair of shoes. Pastor needs to get a job. Sorry. I ain't got nothing. Look. God knows I'll worship. Listen, this, this isn't about the pastor prospering in a church. This is about a community prospering off of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. But we've taken bits and pieces. We've allowed this leaven to interfere with the church. And now the church is saying, oh, I've done this, and I'm doing this, and I'm, and it's for this, and it's for that. And then they go have a business meeting, set inside of one of them. And hear the pastor get cussed or get threatened. Pastor, I'm just, look, that's why we don't have no demon boards up in here. I ain't dealing with it. I'll be the first one to cut myself before anything else gets cut. And I don't care. And I'm fine with it. But you, you, you definitely, you're not rolling up in there. You're not going to come and have no, speak. well, remind me after service, David. Just say after service when, it's, when we're done. Just say, Rocky, after service when we're done. That way I may be able to trigger me. But you ain't going to run up in no business meeting and tell us that how we're going to do. And, and I'm, not, I'm not, listening and this is the reason why I'm saying this. There, there can't be 15 different directions for church. There needs to be one. Now listen, if you, can't, if you can't tie into that or communicate with that direction of the church that you're involved, I would suggest you find a church that you can. Because if you go into that church, you're going to cause strife and you're going to cause division. You're going to cause a lot of problems. Because you've got something in your heart that the pastor don't have laid on his heart from God. And you're going to come in there and try to dictate to him. And now you're going to spread like. Be careful of the leaven. Now you all know why I prayed for grace this morning. When deeds don't match the words. This is another expression. When the deeds don't match the words. Isaiah 29 says, Therefore the Lord said, Inasmuch as these people draw near with their mouth, y'all know where I'm going, and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandment of men. Y'all don't believe that scripture? Do you? Okay. Okay. If you don't tithe, you're going to go to hell. Y'all give me that commandment. Where'd that come from? That come from man, right? Tithing. is not even a commandment, but here I go. (laughs) We don't tithe because somebody told us. We tithe because he did with me? We... <laughs> and that's just the beginning. That's the start of it. That's what I love. Because the tithe is just 10%. That's where we start. Oh, man. In, oh, in Luke, it's actually in the same little sermon. Y'all don't believe me? I'm going to go. Y'all just hang on. It might be like a little Wednesday. A miniature Wednesday. Let me get my eyes on so I can see. Look, check this out. Now, this is in, This is in the same. This is in the same sermon. After he's already said, "Be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees." This is in the same sermon. If you jump in chapter twelve and go down to, go down to verse thirty-two. Well, now let's go to verse thirty-one. Let's go to verse thirty. Twenty-nine. 28 okay forget it I'm going to start at verse 22 then he said to the disciples therefore I say to you do not worry about your life shoot Jesus you could have put the brakes on and send everybody for ice cream right there I say to you do not worry about your life what you will eat nor about the body you will put on Life is more than food. Boy, Jesus had a way with crowds, didn't he? He wasn't interested in drawing a crowd. He was interested in diminishing the crowd. See, y'all remember when he turned around and looked and said, unless unless you have anything to do with my flesh and my blood, you have no part of me. And and right on down the scripture, I think like six or something, they said, most of them left, didn't return. He was all about Miss Linda, you know all them people used to say, man, I wonder how it would have been to live in Bible times. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. That would have got hurt, wouldn't it? They? That would have had feelings that that wouldn't have been but one church. Jesus would have handled it. But look, I might get through some of this other stuff. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have never storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. They don't have anything, and God still feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Have you ever thought about that? How much more value do you carry than a bird? And you go out there, and you feed feeding that bird, and you're just loving that bird because they come. Mom loves cardinals, red birds. I think mom would spend all of her money to get bird seeds so she could see a red bird. I'll go out and spray paint it for $1.59, Crayola. <laughs> Never mind and which you were worrying can add one cubit to his stature. If you are then not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which today is the field, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Boy, I, Me and Jesus could have got along. I'd have been hurt a lot, but we could have got along. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have anxious mind. For all these things the nations, now look, for all these things the nations of the world seek after. You can replace that now and say, for all of the nations of the church seek after. And your father knows that you need these things. He, Michelle, he already knows you need money to pay the light bill. Miss Pat, he already knows you need gas in that car because you wide open fly. (laughs) He already knows, church. He already knows what you need. Whether it's materialistic, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, it doesn't matter. God already knows what it is that you need and he's telling you, listen to me, do not seek after these things. Watch. But seek the kingdom of God. See, right there, you just, man, okay, I don't really care how many weeks this is going to take. Right there, you got confused. Because many of us think that the kingdom of God is heaven. And that's what we're seeking after. Can I tell you that you are right now, if you've been born again, like Jesus said, you got to be born again. If you've been born again of the Spirit... You are now a citizen of the kingdom of God. Which means you operate, come on church, you operate by kingdom rule. But oh, how so many of us turn and we operate off a nation rule. Come on up in here one church. (laughs) Boy, I ain't got time right now. I will hit it. Oh, I'm coming. Because what we think, we think nation rule is superior to kingdom rule. I got news for you. God created it all and everything that is in it belongs to him. Oh, we can be nonchalant and hang out in church and we can sit on the fringes. We can be like the crust of the bread and set on the fringes. This ain't really about what you want to hear from preacher this morning because you're not sure if it's from God or not. And it don't really matter. But you're sitting there going, I'm going to go. I don't really care what he's saying. Maybe I'll get lucky and get touched this morning. So you come to church. You're sitting on the crust of the bread. You're on the outside. You're, you're part of that 50,000, 60,000 multitude on the out fringes. Can you picture Jesus in the middle? And as far as he could see, all the way around, there were people. That could not hear him. That's what many of us are. We sitting on the outside. Doesn't really matter what's going to be preached this morning. Doesn't matter what's going to be taught this morning. That word's probably not for me anyway. I'm just hoping that I can fall into something. And something might happen. I might just get a blessing at church. What have you done for me lately? Type of attendance. He says, Be careful of this. And and you're you're out looking for all of this other stuff. And he said, I want you to seek the kingdom first. See, if I'm a citizen of the kingdom, then I need to seek everything the kingdom has for me. Okay. What is the man? I don't have time to break all this down. The kingdom of God is love, or the kingdom of heaven is love, joy, and the Holy Spirit. That's scripture. Did anything say about a house? My health, my car, my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend. But boy, don't we put the time there. Some of us not so much. It doesn't. I mean, especially after we get married. I mean, we used to spend a lot of time courting because there was something there we wanted. Oh, we married now? Hey, I'm going out with the boys for seven days. I'll be back. I'm going to go hang out with the guys tonight and get drunk. I'll be back. Yep, Picking on the man. Because women, I don't don't need no hate mail today. (laughs) But we don't put the effort into the marriage as much as we did into the courting. And then we want to know why the marriage is. And God's telling you, look, seek the kingdom. If you'll seek the kingdom, I'll give you everything else because I already know what you need. Seek first the kingdom, then all these other things will be added. For all these things in the nations of the world seek after, as your father knows, you need, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not look at this. He said, "Do not fear, little flock. What? There's fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people here. He said, do not, care, do not worry. don't fear, little flock." The shepherd's got you. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's his good pleasure to give you his kingdom. We're seeking after everything else. And if we would seek after his kingdom, everything else would be Desire free, want free, need free. He knows what you need. He's got you. Problem is, you ain't got him. All right, now this is getting, I went through all of that to give you this. Sell what you have. I'm going to line everybody up on the way out the door. Y'all see me coming. Make sure you take the front door because I'm going to go ahead and get your deeds and your titles and uh, everything else because you're going to sell all that you have. Why, look. He says, sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourself. Look, boy, this is important. Maybe we'll get into this later too. Provide yourself money bags. Now, you just told me sell everything I got and give alms. He's telling you how to provide yourself money bags. He said, don't let the money have you. You have the money. You, you, you want to you supply yourself money bags? Give it away. All right, never mind. Never mind. A treasure in the heavens that does not... Oh. Or the money bags which do not grow old. I gotta throw that in there. They never quit, they never give up, they never get holes in them, they never tear down. I wish my wife was here so I could preach on handbags. Cause it seemed like every week I gotta have a new one. I don't even carry them and she just Well it goes with these shoes. I don't care what they go with them shoes. Provide yourself money bags which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is. Y'all can finish that. Don't go standing on the streets like the hypocrites. Don't be trying to get your reward here. What else does this expression of hypocrisy look like? Matthew 7. We have this this tendency. Because see, what, what this will do, Michelle... We get into all this leaven and it starts to infiltrate our hearts and our minds. The next thing you know, Charlie, we want to start judging other people based on how we feel that we stand. Look, the church is full of hypocrites. Because you look, yes, whoo-hoo. The church in general. I mean, at least going to the bar, you know where somebody stood. They drink, they'll bust you in the mouth. They didn't care. You won't go fool with them. You ain't say. Listen, I'm telling you, if they said they had your back, by golly, they had your back. And if you threw a chair, they throw a table. I'm telling you, They listen, I've lived on both sides of this fence, and I'm telling you now, there are more people that I can rely on in the bar than I can rely on in the church. Why? Because the church wants you to perceive that they are something that they are not, and when it comes time for the rubber to hit the road, This hypocrisy has infiltrated the church. And Jesus told them some 2,000 plus years ago beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And we did not beware. We've allowed it to creep into the church. We've allowed it to creep into our homes. We've allowed it to creep into our jobs, into our life, into our mind, into our heart. And now what have we done? Now we're going and judging one another. I prayed for grace. Matthew 7, 5 says, hypocrite. Woo! First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. See, we want to look at people, and we want to say that people aren't saved, and we want to say that people are going to go to hell, and how dare they. You know what I almost did this morning, Lisa, and I thought about you when I done it. It was a little chilly at 5 o'clock this morning. I mean, it wasn't cold, cold. But it was just a little chilly, and... I've got an inferior complex now because my shirt gets wrinkled and she told me I had wrinkles in it so now I just bring my shirt on a hanger real professional like and hang it in my office until it's time to come in here. Then I put it on so I've got another shirt in there. Well, the shirt that I wore in, I like it. It's a Harley Davidson zip-up hoodie. <laughs> I almost wore it in here to preach in. And I said, boy, as soon as, as, soon as I put that on, Lisa gonna look at me, I can't believe that you wore that thing in there. If anybody, oh boy, oh boy, Lenore, well, I'm telling you now, I'd have had them brother sister conversations after church. After the anointing had parted waters, she would have said, Now listen. <laughs> Look. This is what we do as Christian people. It's not what we should do, but this is what we do. We judge others. Because some may come dressed like this and others are dressed like that. Well, they can't, and some may say this and some may say that. Well, Lord help them if somebody said a cuss word. Okay, now, all right, let me do this. I need a drink of water. Sometimes I wish it was harder. Grace is a magnificent gift for everyone. It's a magnificent gift. If it weren't for grace, you and I wouldn't have the opportunity to be saved because the Bible says it's by grace through faith that we've been saved, not of our own works, lest any man should boast on himself. problem is we don't understand the receiving of grace because we've yet to figure out how to give grace now giving grace here i'm just trying to teach you right now okay giving grace doesn't mean that you condone what they do and don't do bj that's that's not that's not grace okay because i i can i can give you grace and i can love you and still come against what you're doing that's incorrect Based on textual scripture. Not to pull it out of context. I'm talking about textual scripture. That means we, we know who he's talking to. We know the timing of who he's talking to. And we, we, we find out the entire conversation. Not just one word. Like y'all like to do. I'm not saying y'all... Y'all gotta remember, I'm not just preaching y'all, I'm preaching to a bunch of other people online. So I gotta include them. And if I say you and y'all, maybe they get to the understand they might be wrong. <laughs> but if I keep saying we, they can calculate themselves out of that sometime. Oh, they ain't even talking me. He's talking about the people sitting in there. <laughs> no, I'm talking about y'all. So when we're talking about this grace that we give people you automatically will send somebody to hell because they said a word. Not realizing the last time you stumped your toe on the bed, something happened. Two o'clock in the morning, can't you see? Dogs laying, you're stumbling, you're fighting, and then crack. Me and Dennis can talk about this because we We ain't always been saved. We we know that the Bible says that the heart of man is no good in it. There's not one of you that's good. No, not one. That's what the Bible says. So everybody's going to make mistakes. It's the thing of how we handle the mistakes that people are making. I mean, I'll let somebody, they can have conversation with me, and if they drop this or drop that, i can let that go. Listen, you ain't got to, listen, you don't have to answer to me at the end of the day. You answer to daddy. Now, when you get real free and real lease, then I'm going to, hey, we probably need to talk. I just don't, I don't like hearing it. It's kind of a, an unforeseen rule at my job. I don't want you cussing. Don't cuss at the workplace. Don't cuss at the customer's home. If you want to cuss, cuss by yourself in your car going down the road. You can cuss all day. Don't cuss around me and don't cuss around my customers. And it's kind of simple. And I will pull you to the office and scold you for it. It's not written in law, but they know. So we, we, we all have to give grace somewhere. Because there was a time that we used to do. I just know that the dictionary is bigger than some of these three-letter, four-letter, five-letter, six-letter, 12-letter words. It's got some more vocabulary out there that we can choose to use. And that's part of the grace. Here's a dictionary. Take this home and study it and find you some different vocabulary. But we judge people in church based on how we feel we stand. Now, here's my question to you. Do you really feel like you stand that bold before God? Let me help help the holier than holiers. If Jesus was to step out from in front of you, you would die. You would die because God wouldn't put up with it. Jesus is grace. That's why Jesus stands in front of you and presents you to the Father. He made you righteous. (laughs) He made you forgiven. He made you adopted into the book. Without Jesus, you have no chance. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's a warning. Don't let the leaven of the Pharisees get in your mixing bowl. See, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the we're gonna talk about the leaven of the of of Herod. Of Herod, it's it's about it's about the nation, the law, and culture. Oh boy. I'm gonna save that one for last. We got to preheat the oven at 425. We're we going to talk about the Sadducees because, you know, they're Sadducee. And they're talking about their leaven because, because they err in Scripture. We're gonna, I'm going to show you that. The Sadducees erred in Scripture. The Sadducees erred in Scripture. I'm going to show it to you. And, and they give... Give no thought. Give, give no way for the power of God. <laughs> oh, it affects you. Oh, yes, we're going to talk about it next Sunday. We're going to talk about the Sadducees next Sunday. But today I want you to understand the religious hypocrisy. The church hypocrisy. Because what we have been fed... Has been infiltrated by the other two. Those two have bled over. Now we're getting the blunt end. And you got people preaching. Man they preaching paint off the wall. And sleeping with a demon. Just so they can get your money. By the Lambos. And they're $10 million jets. I think me and you need to ask for a $10 million jet. (laughs) Then we just sell it and we split it 5 million, 5 million. I think we'd be good, right? All right, we need a $10 million jet. I'm joking, I shouldn't be doing that. I need to stop that stuff. Do you understand what the leaven's doing? Do you you understand where, where the hypocrisy comes from? Please stay close. Cause see, there, there's that, there's the crust. That's that's the outer circle. There's a crust, and then it talks about. Well, it doesn't talk about. It actually said there was a, there was a crowd, and then there was some friends, and then there was apostles, and then there was a core. So I mean that there's different phases in this circle and the closer you get to God the more that you can hear from it not necessarily meaning the more that you hear of it the more that you're going to do because that's a lie (laughs) but you've you've got the outer crust man they're they're just coming not really caring what they hear it's not what they're after I mean they're, they're there for the smoke and the mirrors and the show baby the entertainment the woos and the ahs and the ohs Maybe they'll get touched. And then you got the crowd, and, and and the crowd say, oh, man, I wish I had time. I need to stop. Because, oh, man, it flowed right into last Sunday, too. Talking about the woman with the issue of blood and how she pushed through the crowd. She was on the outskirts, but that wasn't good enough for her. <laughs> she wanted to hear something. <laughs> and she pushed her way through the crowd, even though the crowd was saying, the whole time, the culture Everybody said, you can't do that. You can't go, you can't do, don't you, you can't touch, you can't be, you gotta stay in your room, you can't. The whole time she said, no, nah, I'm going. See, you you've gotta be able to get through these different circles to get close to God. You can't just, how much are you willing to press through on it? But the more we allow this leaven to set in our life, the bigger the chances are We'll never get close to God. It's destroying us within. You talk different. You walk different. You think different. You act different. You hide stuff. That's what all this is. It's deceitful. You have to labor over that every day, Michelle. See, when you're not really who you say that you are, you have to labor to be who you said you are. Man, that's a rough life, ain't it? Be like Tommy, professing to be a professional fisherman, and he got to labor over at all the time and still ain't catching a fish. It's a hard life. He's looking for something. I'm done, so it don't matter if you're looking for something to put up there or not. We're going, we're going to walk through this leaven, okay? I'm try, we'll, we'll try to look at all three, and then we'll try to put it together, and then we'll try to get some understanding. But right now, I just want to, give, I want to give you a little bit of understanding of what we're talking about. What is the Pharisee leaven? What is the Sadducee leaven? And what is the Herod leaven? And how does that act in us? What does that make us do as Christian? How does it cause us to be? And if we're not careful, we'll be destroyed within. Okay? Y'all okay? I mean, I'm, today ain't what, no spitter and everything, and I get you. I, I, I want to teach you this because, I, listen, I'm learning that. Man, I thought it was just one and I'm going, wait a minute, you mentioned Sadducee and you mentioned Herod? What? What has Herod got to do with any of this? Well, we're going to show you. It's got a lot to do with it. It probably has more to do with it now than it did then. So y'all can do your own research and read on that.